What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. This is Squawk Pod. I'm CNBC producer Cameron Costa. Today on our podcast, Gary Vaynerchuk, media mogul, marketing guru, and TikTok's new partner, says that TikToking won't always be for Gen Z. We're getting our advertisers that are trying to reach 35 to 45 going on the platform pretty aggressively. And some tips for your and Andrew's social media, direct from the marketing man himself. We should be doing lip sync battles. Gary, I don't know if it's on brand. Don't deviate from what you know. And to your point, if you and I dance on that platform, I don't think we're getting that many views. And how many millennials do you know who are home with their parents for the pandemic? CNBC's Bertha Coombs. In the last six months, the percentage of young adults living with their parents has soared to the highest level since the Great Depression. Those stories, plus gambling's next bet and New York's next tax. What? Oh no. It's Friday, September 25th, 2020. Squawk Pod begins right now. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Squawk Box here on CNBC. I'm Becky Quick, along with Joe Kernan and Andrew Ross Sorkin. It's Friday, everybody. It's been a rough week. And in fact, we are on track right now, if we continue at this pace for September, to have the first down month that we've seen for the markets since March. Um, still, you're looking at all the gains that they've built up out of this, and, and you're still looking at fairly solid gains for the third quarter, which ends next week. So just a matter of days before we get to the end of the third quarter. Um, this is easy to understand. This, this next one, um, I figured it out. House Democrats are preparing a smaller coronavirus relief package. Oh, all right. So it's a trillion dollars less than their last proposal, but it's a trillion dollars more than what Republicans are ready to do. So it's they split the difference. Even more than that. Yeah, more, but roughly. So they split the difference. Source tells us CBC that the $2.4 trillion package would include enhanced unemployment insurance, stimulus checks, small business loans, and aid to airlines. And it says here, you can you know, talk to the writer, the price tag is still about a trillion dollars more than the Republicans' latest offer. But, but the, I thought the skinny deal was something like seven or eight hundred billion dollars, not even a trillion dollars. Yeah. Yeah. We're rounding now, I think. And uh, I know they are in Congress, a lot of rounding, a lot of rounding going on. In fact, they probably call this, <laughs> it, isn't there? I mean, if you're talking, yeah. you know, you're just talking a couple hundred billion. So why not round that around? I mean, that's right. it's not like we really have to pay that or anything. Is it? Sort right. Of? It, it, you know, the idea that it looks like they're getting closer together, but but not really. I mean, that, the, no. we're still talking about a massive difference between the two sides. And I don't think there's much chance. Manusha said election. yesterday they're ready to, to restart talks, but didn't give a timetable for any of that. And I, I don't see how this happens before the election. I just don't. Yeah, probably not. And, uh, you know, I think both, it's weird because I think, I mean, you saw Goldman Sachs yesterday for, for GDP for not the third quarter, but for the fourth quarter, it went from six to three based on, right. you know, not having prospects for more stimulus. So I can tell you that yeah, um, and the election will be over, but I, I, I think the administration would like 6%, a lot more to be able to brag about that. Although we're going to get that flash number for third quarter, which should be, 20 plus, uh, like 
two weeks before or a week and a half before the election. So you're going to hear how great that is. Uh, biggest ever, I guess, 23, 24%. We heard from Brian Moynihan yesterday who said that you should have additional aid, but it should be targeted. Uh, the Democrats in this latest thing that they've put forth still have payments going directly to people. Um, you know, payments across the board. Uh, President Trump has mentioned that'd be something he'd be interested in. But I think it makes a lot of sense. And, and this is something you would probably hear from most of the Republicans with the smaller uh, in the Senate with the smaller package that they've signed off on. The idea of sending a blank check to every or sending a check to everybody, regardless of whether or not you've been impacted on this. We're probably past the time of needing to do something like that. You need to get it to the businesses and to the people who are, are, are suffering the most right now. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. More than half of young adults are now living with their parents. Yep, that's what's happening. So where is Gen Z spending their money? Bertha Coombs joins us this morning with more on that. Bertha. Yeah, they're stuck with their parents in some cases. And the 18 to 24-year-old, that's the oldest cohort of Generation Z, have been hit hardest by job losses. Unemployment for them was at 14% in August, according to the Labor Department. One in three has filed for unemployment in the last 30 days, according to research firm CGK. No wonder then, in the last six months, the percentage of young adults living with their parents has soared to the highest level since the Great Depression. And it may have peaked, but over 61% of Gen Zers were back living at home in August, according to Zillow. What they're not spending it on is rent. It's hitting the housing market hard, especially in college towns like Boston, where rents are down 7% from a year ago. Zillow estimates the rental market suffered nearly a billion dollars decline in August due to Gen Zers moving back home. Meantime, without rent to pay, spending among young adults has actually recovered faster than it has for their parents' generations. That according to J.P. Morgan's weekly spending snapshot. And what they're spending on, their top priority right now, entertainment. One in three has upgraded their streaming service, according to CGK. And among college students who aren't at home, Gen Z research firm Neato says most are still gathering with friends. They're doing it at home. And what they're spending most on is food and booze at home, Andrew. Hey, Bertha, uh, before you go, what about when social distancing ends? I mean, we can all hope or, or when we go back to some version of normal, what, what do we think the Gen Z We'll be spending money on then. Well, there's some good news there for retailers. According to CGK, their top priority is spending on going out. They want to buy new clothes, some 60% of them. They want to spend on entertainment out, going out to bars and restaurants. And they also want to go to live events. All of the things that we can't do now, they are itching to do those. And they're saving a lot more, Andrew, saving and investing. So they're going to have a lot of dry powder, uh, those of them ones that are still working. All right. Bertha, thank you. Uh, we will see what ultimately happens. New Jersey uh, recently, what? Oh, no. Um, recently passing a millionaire's tax, Becky. Uh, and New York uh, could be close behind. Robert Frank uh, has some data on whether New York's high taxes are chasing the wealthy away. It's, uh, there's a few things going on in, in New York City that, that makes it tough right now, I guess, Robert. This, this could, could even add to that. Yeah, absolutely, Joe. Now, New Jersey's tax hike on millionaires adding new fuel to the push in nine states now to raise taxes on the wealthy. Now, New Jersey raised that top rate from 8.97% to 10.75% for those making a million dollars or more. Now, 
Taxpayers making over $5 million were already paying that rate. But the new threshold is estimated to raise about $400 million this year. Now, New York lawmakers looking at a $15 billion shortfall are pushing for new wealth taxes and rate hikes on high earners. Now, one of those New York high earners, Jamie Dimon, saying he's okay paying more taxes, but not a wealth tax. I'm not against having higher taxes in the wealthy, but I think that you should do that through their income as opposed to you know, calculates the wealth, which become extremely complicated, uh, legalistic, bureaucratic, regulatory, and people find a million ways around it. Now, Governor Cuomo opposing any tax hike, saying the top earners would leave New York. Now, the top 1% in New York pay 36% of the state's taxes, and in New York City, they pay 46% of the taxes. Now, the Citizens Budget Committee saying the population of millionaires has grown faster nationally over the past decade than in New York State. And its share of millionaires in New York has declined over that period. Guys, back to you. It's that simple, isn't it, uh, Robert? I, it, if you can move somewhere, you might move. We have people arguing that point, though. It's like, oh, no, 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 people aren't going to move just based on that if they like it somewhere. But unless it was national, if it's national, you got nowhere to go, and you got to leave the country, which I guess people might do that, too. Anyway, uh, thanks, Robert. Next on Squawk Pod, the entrepreneur behind Resi, VaynerMedia, Empathy Wines, and VaynerX has been tapped to be TikTok's new U.S. marketing partner, branding guru Gary Vee. I use social to get consumer insights, so I'm doing research while I'm engaging and putting out content. That's an understated aspect of being in the trenches of social. Do you understand what the humans in our world give a crap about? Social media, baseball cards, and marketing, all after this. Electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Welcome back to Squawk Pod with Joe Kernan, Andrew Ross Sorkin, and Becky Quick. Here's Andrew. President Trump now asking a U.S. court to let a ban on the Tencent app WeChat proceed. He's arguing that the messaging app jeopardizes national security. Meantime, federal judge is giving the president until 2.30 this afternoon to postpone a planned ban on TikTok downloads. If the administration doesn't pause the ban, the judge says the administration must defend the policy in a Sunday morning court hearing. The download ban is currently set for 11.59 p.m. this Sunday. So a lot going on with the TikTok and WeChat saga. And, of course, now it is moving to the courts. So we will see where, uh, where the courts end yeah. up. And we still haven't seen what the TikTok deal is, actually. So. And we're asleep through a lot no. of these uh, deadlines. It was 11.59 last week, too, wasn't it? It's like... <laughs> I don't know what, you know, we're not, we're not going to, What happens unless, if you can't download it? Did you wait up, Andrew, to see, uh, you weren't up at midnight, no, you weren't. No, okay. Be- Becky, what were you saying, if you can't download it? Well, if you, if you've downloaded it to your phone and then you lose your phone or you break your phone, if you, does that mean you can't re-download it to your new phone? Correct. Or to get the update or any Correct. of those things? 
Yeah, so there's no updates. The second nobody can get access to it. Yeah. It, eventually, it would mean it would it would eventually go away. It would mean if you had it on your phone now, you could use it, and to the extent you don't break your phone, lose your phone, need to update your phone that it doesn't freeze and or some crazy thing where you have to you know completely Man, it, it, overhaul your phone, you still have TikTok for, for teenagers who rely. Yeah, for the black market for teenagers who actually rely on these things, like a phone that hasn't broken and still has it on it, you could sell that for a lot more than a brand new phone. I bet. TikTok. I, I don't know. Lip syncing and dancing. All right. Uh, I don't know. I'm getting I, along. I, I got to tell you, our teens are, are, are I, I don't have it. I've never used addicted. it. Addicted. Uh, I do know some teenagers who would be completely addicted. Yeah, who would be no willing to pay top dollar to get a phone back that had it. Yeah. I want to uh, talk to our very special guest this morning, Gary Vaynerchuk, a VaynerMedia founder and CEO. VaynerMedia recently tapped by TikTok owner ByteDance to be the U.S. marketing partner for the company. Gary, it's great to see you. There's so much to talk to you about even outside of TikTok, and I want to do that. But on the tic- on TikTok specifically, I'm curious if you could just even walk us through your thinking about getting on board with ByteDance and with TikTok at a moment at which the president clearly and the administration clearly are claiming this company uh, is a national security threat. Well, the, um, the pitch started before uh, all the brouhaha started, and we uh, were awarded the business during this time. And obviously, like every other American business in the world, we'll deal with whatever the rules are. And so like you, your viewers, and everybody else, we're uh, standing by. Right. Do you consider this company to be a national security threat? Me personally? I'm, I don't. Um, but maybe I'm uh, not sitting on information that others are. But no, I do not. In terms of the competitive landscape that TikTok now exists in and also the uncertainty around TikTok, you're seeing users who, uh, and influencers who've, who've had a lot of success on TikTok either migrate some of their users or try to push people into Instagram and other places. What are you seeing in that regard? And, and given that you now work for TikTok, what are you, what are you hoping to do to prevent that? Listen, you know, our small scope with TikTok at the VaynerMedia level doesn't really impact what I'm interested in in the scheme of business. With Facebook Inc. and Pinterest and LinkedIn, all are platforms that all of our brands work on. So I'm not, I'm not overly emotional or I have no feelings. I could care less if Facebook, Snapchat, LinkedIn, CNBC, the New York Times disappeared off the face of the earth. I'm focusing on attention and that's what our clients are focusing on. Where is the actual attention and how do we advertise on that platform? As far as the influencers, every influencer on the, in the world needs to divest and be in every single platform and create contextual content on each of those platforms. Because whether it's a government getting involved and shutting it down or if it's the consumers shifting, if you put all your eggs into my space, you're not doing so well today. And so something I've been screaming about in my content for a decade is if you're not creating content across the board, you're losing. And it's something that brands need to be doing. Way too many are pot committed to commercials on a TV network like this when all the attention is shifting to this. Uh, well, Gary, let me ask you a question then, because, and, and Joe and I talk about it, uh, and Becky and I occasionally talk about it as well, which is, it feels like each of these platforms is for a different demographic, and specifically, TikTok is for a much younger demographic. So I always joke that we should be doing lip sync battles and other, uh, <laughs> and other dancing, but I don't know if that's, I, Gary, I don't know if it's on brand, so, I, I, you know, you can, send, <laughs> you can send me the bill for, for this advice, but what 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 is what are what are businesses or or brands or or, or individuals 
who think that they, dare I say, skew a little bit older, is supposed to do yeah. on a TikTok. You know, what's funny is if you look at what's happening on TikTok, you know, we're getting our advertisers that are trying to reach 35 to 45 going on the platform pretty aggressively because every platform gets much older. So to your point, don't deviate from what you know. And to your point, if you and I dance on that platform, I don't think we're getting that many views. I think you need to stay in your pocket and create the content you know and let platforms evolve. You can't find a 24-year-old on Facebook today. Every one of them was on the platform eight years ago. So it ebbs and flows. And as TikTok gets older, an audience can emerge. I mean, I've been putting out business content on the platform from day one, skews entrepreneurial, which may work in teenage and early 20s, but I think CNBC and I think your incredible show could dominate on TikTok if you put out information and just had the nuances of TikTok more than trying to become Charlie D'Amelio. Okay, well, you just won this beauty pageant. We're going to be hiring you to help us with the marketing strategy <laughs> Interested. For, for Squawk. Um, can I just ask you one other, just very, it's not a personal sure. question, but business question, and then I want to get to a couple other issues. I see you all over social media constantly. I mean, constantly. And I always think to myself, how does he do it? And how many people does he have helping him? How, on the personal Gary Vaynerchuk accounts, how many people are on the team? 15. I believe that- 15 people. The, 15 people. I think over the next 15 years, people will realize that a human that is using top of the funnel awareness to drive their business results are going to build out production capabilities for the attention graph. And this is something that's always been done. I mean, right. this is why I've been a fan of CNBC my whole life. I've always liked business and business people and types and have come on and had shows or been hosts and they've used that awareness for other dynamics or to depth that. And so for me, it, it makes a lot of sense because it leads to all of my other business activities, whether it's Resi the restaurant right. app or the empathy brand that I was on recently with you guys around that exit. So you know, to me, this is all business. Uh, very honestly, I, I don't need a 15-person team. I don't need a one-person team if I didn't value awareness and branding so much right. and convert but it into transaction operational business. How, Gary, because you have so many people working on this team then, and look, I do, uh, to, to the extent I tweet, I do it myself for the most part. Yep. Um, I mean, literally, if I press send, I'm the only one who can do that. Um, um, on this, by how the way, often on are the things same, going out over your handle that sometimes you're like, oh, I wish we didn't put that out that way? Oh, no, 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 no. 15 people that are creating content. I am literally the person hitting send on Twitter on, on my Instagram account. I am the person that's replying. There's, that's why there's a Team Gary V account so that there's a real understanding that it's me. So production capabilities are on the back end, but I'm the delivery mechanism. No, no different than a writing team on late night. It's still going to be Colbert or Fallon delivering or executing. What that allows me to do is not, po I mean, my team sends me unlimited stuff that I'm like, I'm not posting that. And I'm writing the, right. the copy to context the video or the picture. Okay, uh, I want to pivot two other topics, uh, three Please. other topics that I know you care about and I do too. Uh, you're an investor in Bitcoin. We, I also want to talk to you about, frankly, collectibles and sports cards, because I know that's a big deal for you. And, and some people uh, in the audience know that I, I'm a big uh, basketball card I love collector, at least was back Art. in the day, but I still value the collection. What do you think is going on with uh, crypto right now? To be frank, I hate to go on my own platform, let alone this platform, and pontificate when I don't have all the details. To your point, I invested in Ethereum and Bitcoin years ago, pretty passively to learn. Um, so I'm not up to date enough to really bring value on blockchain 
I just really don't know, but I pay attention to the technology, the underlying technology, because I do think blockchain is a technology that we'll all be dealing with for the next century. What, what, about, what about cards? You're still, you're still a crazy card collector, right? You know, I did as a kid. It's where I learned my supply and demand uh, economics. In the last three years, the industry's exploded. For everybody who's watching who grew up on it, do some homework. Especially vintage basketball cards are going through their Andy Warhol, Jackson Pollock contemporary art moment. And what you're going to see is ungodly amounts of people coming into this space because the supply and demand curves are clear and there's a lot of dynamics of kids watching breakers on YouTube, 45 year olds rebooting and being able to afford what they couldn't as a kid. And the fact that this has been an asset class for over a hundred years, this is not, you know, sometimes actually people compare cards to crypto and I'm like, no, no, no this is very different. This is had, this is a sixth time like any other market to have an uptick. But this time around the modern business person is much more casual and and culture oriented and I, I think a lot of art collectors of the last generation right. are going to be card collectors of this generation and then last i wanted to talk to you about well maybe the future which is esports mm. uh, but when you think about esports it's not just the sporting that's going on it's concerts it's 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 marshmallow and travis scott doing these concerts on these Correct. platforms so what does that look like in the future I mean, the VRAR world has a ton to go, that part, but I think for the crowd that's watching right now, if you're a Fortune 5000 CEO, CMO, and you continue to underestimate what the sponsorship rights and dollars in that category mean to not only young guys, but young women and 30, 40-year-old men all the way up to even 50, I think there's a lot of brands right now pouring money into the NHL, MLB, which is completely lacking contemporary DNA and are missing a 25% on that dollar investment in esports that's going to return five to times more. And so the esports investment for the business community that's watching right here is the real arbitrage of the moment because the attention is extraordinary. Okay, uh, Gary, we got to run, but I did get a question on Twitter just now. How much physical time in a given day do you think you spend, spend on social media pressing send and actually engaging? Anywhere between 14 minutes, because I have 15 hours of meetings that I couldn't get out of, to three to four hours if I'm traveling to my Singapore office and the flight has Wi-Fi and I need that escapism. Don't forget, I use social to get consumer insights, which is what I'm completely built on and my companies are. So I'm doing research while I'm engaging and putting out content. That's an understated aspect of being in the trenches of social. Do you understand what the humans in our world give a crap about? Right. Gary Vaynerchuk, always great to see you. Appreciate all great your perspective you. this morning. Thank you. Take care. See you. Thanks. Squawk Pod will be right back. Canva presents unexplained appearances. It was an ordinary workday until... That presentation appeared out of thin air. Also, it's eerily on brand. Wait, did that agenda just write itself? Words appear, making this unexplainable case... Unexplainable? It's Canva's AI tools. I can generate slides and words in seconds. Really? <clears throat> the real mystery is why I'm only learning this now. Canva.com. Designed for work. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, 
packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx Ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. That's another week on Squawk Pod. Thank you for listening. Next week, CNBC's 10th annual Delivering Alpha Conference and the launch of The News with Shepard Smith. Squawk Box is hosted by Joe Kernan, Becky Quick, and Andrew Ross Sorkin weekday mornings on CNBC at 6 a.m. Eastern. To get the smartest takes and analysis from our TV show right into your ears, subscribe to Squawk Pod wherever you listen to podcasts. And tell your friends to subscribe, too. Anyway, everybody, have a great weekend. Joe, Andrew, you guys have a great weekend. I'll see you back here. We'll meet you back here on Monday. Have a safe weekend. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx.